welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. This week, we're talking about our top five favorite Christmas movies. This should be coming out right around Thanksgiving, so it's pretty, pretty timely. But I am uh, joined with two guests that just love Christmas movies. Uh, first time guest, Sarah Koppel, and I almost said Sarah Smith, which don't feel bad about that because I almost said the same thing to my sister. So, you know, it just happens. And then I have Hunter Stafford. <laughs> Ladies, how are we doing? Sarah, I know you had a, an excellent baby shower on Sunday. It looks like it was uh, a lot of fun. How'd that go? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, really fun time. Wonderful, wonderful cupcakes, like eight too many <laughs> cupcakes. <laughs> and uh, got a lot of cool stuff. So yeah. it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I love how every, like, event has to have the big balloon arch and I yes like it just looks so cool and I don't know how to do it but I, know. I mean neither do I not at all <laughs> speaking of balloons you have to ask my, <laughs> my uh my lovely wife about me blowing up balloons apparently it's really hilarious I can't really hardly do it and it's really funny to her so ask her about that sometime <laughs> but I'm going to know for sure yeah it's it, it'll be an entertaining <laughs> story because she'll be laughing through the whole thing but uh, Hunter, how is the week going so far? It's just Monday, but you know. Oh, it's going good. Strong Monday. That's <laughs> hey, that's Mondays can be really rough. So that's a good that's a good sign. Yeah. So uh speaking of the fact that we're talking about Christmas movies, this is coming out. We're we're recording this in the beginning of November, uh the second week of November, but it is gonna be coming out around Thanksgiving. So to show your opinion a little bit on Christmas movies. I believe that you shouldn't watch them until at least right around Thanksgiving or if it snows before, then maybe that's, that's fine. Uh, I'm assuming that you both disagree. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but Hunter, when do you think it's acceptable to begin watching Christmas movies? I love this question. Um, so actually I'm kind of on board with you. I start watching Christmas movies Thanksgiving evening and we start with Miracle on 34th street because mm. that is, it starts with Thanksgiving and kind of wraps around to Christmas. So Miracle on 34th Street is the first one that starts off Christmas movie season. And Thanksgiving evening is the day that you begin, in my opinion. Uh, if, like, somebody else started in, like, and where's the line? They start judging them for watching them too early. <laughs> Not just for yourself, but for other people. <laughs> like, well, if someone was like, oh, I started watching them in, like, fill in the blank and you'd be like oh wow before halloween for me like okay. oh so really it, I'd be like Ooh, okay. so really even in, in october at all yeah that's it, Sarah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like push buttons to see if i can get somebody upset at somebody else here <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh so sarah jump in where where do you or so let's get your opinion first where would you say this is the time where i want to start watching movies that are like christmas centric yeah so it used to be where it was very much like Lauren where I would be like okay yeah um Thanksgiving evening we start our Christmas movies and it actually would be like Miracle on 34th Street was one of the main ones but <laughs> I've now started like the first day of November I don't start before because yeah. I enjoy like I classify them as fall movies mm. um and just like some of like the other things that go along with that you know like the great pumpkin charlie brown things like that yeah um 
So I am a November. I, as soon as it hits, I'm like, okay, Christmas, I can do it. I love it. I, now I do save like the movies that we're going to be talking about, like on the list. I save that usually closer to like Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving for the more like Christmas season and watch like way less well-made Christmas movies. (laughs) Yeah. I think that makes, what was that Hunter? said the hallmark christmas movies yes yes like like hallmark netflix like definitely some cringy christmas movies (laughs) that's that's fair that's fair uh i think that's totally acceptable um i part of my thing with it as well as with just christmas music in general i it isn't that i don't want to hear it it's that i know if i start the beginning of november by the end of december i'm going to be sick of it which mm-hmm. you can call me a Scrooge. That's, that's probably fair, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't want to feel that way. And part of it is just working in retail, which I don't anymore, but uh, when I did, I just uh, abhorred all of that music because I would hear it a thousand times every day for weeks and weeks. Um, but I think both of those answers are like probably pretty typical, um, unless someone's more curmudgeonly <laughs> than like either one of us. I, I, I probably wouldn't. Like, I, I did watch one movie, um, in preparation for the episode, but I probably wouldn't typically until or at least close to Thanksgiving, if not after Thanksgiving. But I think that's that's acceptable. So um, before we actually go into our lists, what about Christmas movies in particular stands out as something that you enjoy? Uh, Hunter, how would you answer that question? I I don't know. I just really like Christmas movies, and I think it's because I love Christmas time in general. Yeah from Thanksgiving to Christmas is my favorite season of all time. And honestly, like I was thinking about this the other day, my favorite like episode of TV shows, you know, like Friends or The Office or whatever, my favorite episode of any TV show I've ever watched is always the holiday episode that like every TV show has, you know, there's always a Christmas episode. And so I don't, I don't know why that is, but I honestly (laughs) always like the holiday episode for any TV show and also Christmas movies. I just love them. So cool. The happiness with them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Yeah. Kind of similar. Um, but I would say I just love Christmas movies and really anything Christmas oriented in general, (laughs) just because, um, one, yes, it's like joyful. It's happy. But to me, that's just, it almost just like, it feels like home. So Christmas was, has always just been very, very big in my family. It's just like, we celebrate it all out. Like we go hard at Christmas. (laughs) And so just anything that is oriented around that, it just makes me feel really happy because I just feel like at home. I don't know. Yeah. I I think that both of those answers are great uh, in terms of like, what I think I would agree with those points on top of it. I think for me, and maybe it's just my list. Maybe it's not true of uh, a multitude of Christmas movies, but for me, a lot of these movies have like a heartwarming family moment or even like a whole thing just about that. (laughs) And I'm a sucker for like a well-made, even if it's a little bit cheesy, like family heartwarming movie. Like a a good example is like a movie kind of like Instant Family that came out a few years ago. Like critically, probably not an amazing movie, not bad at all, but just not like, oh, this is going to win all kinds of awards. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it mostly was because I was like 
on the edge of tears half the time or laughing at like the heartwarming stuff and like I'm just kind of a sap I guess I don't know but all these movies kind of combine at least some aspects of what I mentioned with like heartwarming family type movies uh I think that pretty much all of mine kind of at least touch on that a little bit except for you can argue one maybe but yeah that's kind of my slant on it I guess so to go ahead and just jump into our movies uh before we get into our actual lists I do want to say we're going to do our top fives and we'll do it the same as we have in the past with top fives where we trade off doing all of our fives and all of our fours and all the way up and we will skip if somebody has a movie higher so if I have a movie like Rudolph at my number five and it's any higher on either one of your lists and you'll just tell me to pass or to wait or that you have it higher and we won't spoil that but we'll just kind of save it for later so that will kind of get us into the list so we're gonna go ahead and start with the number fives so hunter go ahead and give your number five all right i have a feeling this might be on your list david and it's home alone too not on my list <gasps> okay all right is it on anyone else's list sarah nope uh, oh my word i'm so surprised yeah <laughs> I'll explain, but go ahead. <laughs> Tell us why okay. you have it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So I originally had Home Alone 1 on my list for number five, and then I decided on Home Alone number two um, for little reasons. So like in Home Alone 2, I love the storyline of the toy shop keeper and that like oh, yeah. plot there. I love the subplot also of the lady who like lives in the theater and she's like the pigeon lady. So all the little subplots, I really love that. The subplot of uh, Donald Trump being in the hotel for that one moment. Like there's, so many good, there's so many good little nuggets in there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but yes, yes. Yes. Well, and then also like, yeah, looking back now in 2021, you're like, oh yeah, that was our president and Home Alone too. All right. <laughs> um, but but anyway. The hotel is really cool too. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. So um there's a lot of really good liners, like the famous Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, oh, like yeah. so many good one-liners in there. And also the fact that they brought the same villains back again. And like the shock of when you're watching the movie and not only does he get left home alone again, but then you have the same villains again. And it's, I don't know, like the shock factor of that. Like, I can't believe this happened again. <laughs> That's why I like it above number one personally okay. um and the fact that those guys fell for all the same <laughs> stuff again <laughs> like so ridiculous. yes exactly <laughs> it's so ridiculous that it's funny to me and I had another movie contending for that one and it was Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger that was a contender but Home Alone 2 is a classic oh. Arnold so. Arnold Schwarzenegger and little Anakin Skywalker is the kid Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's really fun too. Um, and I think my two favorite moments are two. I'll say, I'll say this because uh, you mentioned all the good subplot stuff. This, those are the heart, the heartwarming moments in the in that movie. I think I I appreciate. There's some I have some issues, but I'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> my two favorite like my two favorite underrated funny moments. One is when he makes I don't know it's Harry and Marv. I don't know which one's which to be honest. I think Harry's one that actually is bald, right? Or maybe that's maybe that's not maybe that's two on the nose. But the one that yes, has all the hair. Because when he's laying down and he's like Harry. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, um, but when he when the kid makes 
makes him like smack the girl's butt and he has tape or something on his hands because he's trying to be yes. sticky, the sticky bandits and it just yes. sticks to her butt and she like smacks yeah. the crap out of him uh, to me it's like it's just so funny because that, that would happen now like, he would get attacked and he should not not that he shouldn't but it's fine um the other moment i uh oh i lost it the other moment was with i, I may have just lost it oh no yeah it's with the uncle he makes the uncle think that he's walking in on someone in the shower and, yeah, yes, uh, that's my favorite moment. So he records <laughs> he re- he records the uncle, right? And then later he uses that to make the hotel guy who is Tim Curry yeah. think that he's yes. walking in on the uncle. I mean, yes. just so funny. The way he acts when he's like, I'm so sorry. Tell your dad I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so awkward. <laughs> and I love it so much. It's really funny. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered this too. Like when he jumps in the pool and his swim trunks fall off, like oh, yeah. I think that happens in that's like a trope it's really like a weird thing that like happens several times I'm like that would not happen (laughs) (laughs) well none of it would ever happen (laughs) this is true true. uh like the cops would find him in like 30 minutes so I don't know Sarah did was Home Alone 2 one that just didn't quite make it or do you have like a preference for other Home Alone movies or something it just didn't make it it actually like wouldn't even make it in my top 10. Oh wow nice yeah yeah I although I love home alone movies like they're like one of those that Michael loves a lot mm-hmm. and so we do watch them but it's just my other movies just rank higher for me yeah but your the funny scene like the shower oh, that's yeah. that's like I I could watch that like just that scene and just laugh for like a solid 10 minutes like oh, yeah. it, that part makes me laugh really hard I love it so much it's classic so go ahead and give you number five then my number five is probably gonna be shocking that it's number five but I don't care it's my list so I can <laughs> exactly yeah um <laughs> it's actually it's a wonderful life oh I have a higher <laughs> yeah I, I, have a higher. I knew people were gonna I knew people were gonna have a higher yeah it, it definitely I'm happy that it's included I, I I could see like a situation where somebody just hadn't seen it maybe or if you know it's it is old and so you know I don't I could see someone maybe not appreciating yes. appreciating it I know you guys don't necessarily shy away from old movies though so oh no no yeah so I mean I, I have it higher though so okay um my number five then is I think that you might both have a higher I would be shocked if neither one of you had it on your list at all my number five is Elf mine's higher mine is higher okay all right that's what I thought <laughs> That's my thought. All right. Um, so then we'll go to Hunter's number four. Okay. So for my number four, I debated whether or not this should even be on there, but it's one of those things that I kept coming back to and I felt like it needed to be on there. And that is the holiday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sarah, do you have it higher? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just, your, your reaction, right. I, I couldn't tell your reaction. I couldn't tell how to interpret your reaction. So I, I thought I would ask. <laughs> I just love it because our, our lists are so different. So it's definitely going to like, it, I just love it. Okay, yeah. continue. I have some really random ones on here. Okay, so The Holiday. Um, I have always loved this movie just because, again, I love all the different storylines that are going on. I don't know. Have you both seen The Holiday? I actually have, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so It's not one that I like sought out, but I did, I did watch it with Stacey. Like with Cameron Diaz and, and Blackjack or jack black Black. i said black jack (laughs) (laughs) i mean jack black (laughs) and that's a big one they have like huge really good um characters or good actors on that movie like the other day there's like eight 
big name character actors on there. Um, the soundtrack yeah. is phenomenal. It's by Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually like the soundtrack so much that I listened to it all the time when I was studying in college. It was my oh. main study soundtrack. Nice. And I just, I like the different storylines that are in the movie a lot. And I, I watch it every holiday season. And so it's one I have to get in there. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's worth being on a list. Don't have a strong opinion about it. I'm stumbling because I don't have a strong opinion about it. Like if, if I was like, oh no, it's terrible. Then I, or, or, or like, yeah, I love it. It just was one that I knew wouldn't be in my top five, but I would not at all deride like the inclusion of that movie. Uh, like you said, four really good actors. I didn't know Hans Zimmer did the score. Hans Zimmer is my second favorite, second favorite composer. He's very, very talented. So I'm sure I probably just need to watch it again, to be honest. But yeah, um, it wasn't one that was in contention for me, but it is a classic in terms of, it's a modern classic, I guess you would say. Um, if you look up like best of lists, you'll find this one on on there. So, yeah, it has that like heartwarming aspect for me personally. Like at the very end, when they're all together on New Year's Eve, like dancing together, and the little girls are dancing and everything, it just it warms my heart every <laughs> and it just makes makes me smile. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I okay. can't I can't watch that movie um, without like laughing, and this is why. <laughs> Because I can't watch Cameron Diaz because I think of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> All I can fantastic. think about is Princess Fiona. And I know that's awful, but like, you know, some actors and actresses, like they are that character forever in your mind. And that yeah. is Cameron Diaz for me. That's really great. Which is really unfortunate. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, she would be out of the four. It would be the one that would be like, yeah, she's not amazing. But that's really funny. that it, it, I, I thought you were going to say, like, I just don't think she's that great or whatever, because that would be, like, fair, I think. <laughs> but to be like, no, I cannot unsee Princess Fiona. Princess Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> that was left field. I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> Which I don't know why. Like, it's definitely one of her most f- famous roles. So I don't know. Yeah, but... I don't know. That's right. just That's just how my brain works. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, go ahead and give your number four. Well, I think all of mine are going to be like ranked higher on like some of your list. So my number four is Elf. Okay, Hunter, do you have it higher than four? I do. Okay, so it's my five and your four, so it is going to be higher on Hunter. So we'll continue moving forward then. Back. Yeah. Um. So my number four is the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen Santa Claus. Is nice. that higher for either one of you guys? Oh, okay. This is one of the few that there's only like a handful, maybe even less that came out when I was either a little, little kid and watched it, you know, as a few years older or um, kind of just grew up on it. And it's the Home Alone movies all came out in the nineties or the, the two that are good <laughs> came out in the nineties. Yeah. And then um, Santa Claus is another one that came out when I was a little kid. And I remember as a kid enjoying it, but not really getting it. And then I watched it again as like a late teen, early adult like maybe even in the 20s in my like early 20s and I was like this is like an excellent movie it has the heartwarming stuff some reason the trope of like my ex-wife's dopey boyfriend like liar liar has that right with um Carrie Elwes or whatever whatever his last name is the princess bride guy um Mm -hmm. and Santa Claus has it with um I don't remember the guy's name but he's just really quirky and goofy and easy to make fun of. And some reason that makes it like funny. I don't really know why, but it's funny. Uh, Tim Allen's really good. The boy, the child actor is really good. Yeah. I don't think he's really been in much, nothing significant since this. He's really good in this movie. 
the way they portray the North Pole and Santa Claus in general is like kind of just what you would expect based off of from like my memory that I only really go go off of like the claymation type stuff like Rudolph and this movie like I base my like if someone said hey can you envision or describe what the North Pole looks like I would describe probably this movie so some cool stuff in there I I put it over Elf because I think that well I'll get into that when I get into Elf I guess probably should just save that for that so um yeah Mm -hmm. but I I just think it's I think it's a, a classic Christmas movie it ends with the heartwarming stuff and the family uh, dy- dynamic there is really cool. The way the way that they just the way that they approach uh, a divorce, like you know, a broken family, I thought was a little unconventional, especially in '94. It's, it's come out in the early '90s, so to be to have it be not like this really devastating. It is bad, obviously. Like the kid is not happy in the beginning of the movie, and there are issues they have to work through. But it is not like this huge dark thing, which I wouldn't have expected from a movie in '94. In, in so. Yeah. Do either one of you guys have any, like, is that an honorable mention or just not really one that was in contention? Yeah, it would have been in my top 10. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like for it. sure. In my top 10, but I like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, and I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so it, there's, there's, a, there's a decent chance that there's some nostalgia on there, but I know that, like, I, I know me and Cassie both really enjoyed it, and um, so that's probably part of it, too. It's like, the ones that I've watched with my family often are going to be the ones I'm going to have on this list, so. Yeah. Um, so well, it's also just like secretly funny. It's just it is the, I feel like the older you get, the funnier it gets because the funnier the jokes are. Well, yes, yeah, there's a lot so, of jokes when they first I, get. I love it. There's a lot of jokes when they first get to the North Pole, where Tim Allen's like just riffing on what's happening and how like wild mm-hmm. it is, and a couple of them are like borderline inappropriate. <laughs> and they're, yes. kind of, they're kind of jokes that you wouldn't get at all. <laughs> they, they go over your head as a kid. But as an adult, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, that's what that means. <laughs> yes. And it's funny. So. <laughs> um, okay, so those are our bottom, our bottom two, like our five and fours. And we're going to get into our top three. Before we go ahead and jump into the top three, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And then we will be back with you guys here in just a quick second. And welcome back. We are going to go into our top three. So we'll start off with Hunter's number three. All right. Well, I said earlier that my list is kind of a little weird, and my number three is Eloise at Christmas time. Um, I love that. <laughs> I grew up watching this, and I don't think there's been a single Christmas that I haven't watched it. Um, I have it on VHS tape when it played um, on television for the first time. My aunt and uncle had like a a recorder for it, and they recorded it when it was first aired on television. <laughs> so it's a super nostalgic thing for me. Um, I think the storyline is really kind of interesting because, you know, it's about a little girl who lives with her nanny in New York and you have like this mystery mom who you don't really know what's going on with her the whole time. And I love that you can see the spirit of Christmas through this little girl's mind the entire time. And she's really spunky and a bit of a brat, honestly, but I don't know. I think it's a really cute movie and it's also huge nostalgic thing for me. And so that is why it's at number three. Nice. Is it, does it have Julie Andrews in it? Sure. Okay. I haven't seen this. Yeah, boy. I haven't seen this. So like I saw this. No, I I just haven't seen it. So I saw the cast and I was like, Julie Andrews. (laughs) Cause it was back from like 03 maybe, or I can't tell because the IMDb page has, that it's from a TV show from 03, but it's probably like a, like a TV movie, right? It says it's an hour and a half. 
Um, I have two yeah. dates on here, so I don't really know, but that's really cool though. Like, the, the cast is pretty interesting actually. I, I just haven't seen it though. Honestly, David, it came out when Penny and Rusty still lived in Indianapolis, like downtown. Oh, okay. So it probably was the 90, no. It could have been early. Yeah, probably 03 is probably about right. So, yeah. They, they... I think it was because I remember like seeing the commercials and like I was there for it as well. I was like, let's <laughs> go. Like we made popcorn, the hot chocolate, yeah. like here for this movie. It's such a good movie. I love that that's on your list. That's underrated. Eloise is underrated. I do. Wasn't Eloise like a book series also? Like, yeah. I remember the book series. I, I'm not, not sure if I read any of them, but I remember seeing those, just being aware of them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So that leads us to Sarah's number three. I'm nervous. I don't want to get skipped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's happened both times, three. hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're playing Uno and you're trying to play I that one play. card and everyone, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on. No, um, my number three is white christmas i don't have it actually I don't, it was oh. an honorable mention but okay right. i was so stressed there for a second yeah okay so white christmas i love it so much it's i read this is one of the movies though you we were talking earlier about like christmas movies before thanksgiving this movie i only watch after it snows and i usually watch it the same day that will have the first snowfall of the Christmas season and it has to be after Thanksgiving but this is a movie I just love it for sentimental reasons because me and my mom always watch this together on the first snowfall of Christmas and then also it's just packed full of ridiculously talented people like Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney I mean come on like that's just amazing within itself and I mean all of the music on there like is just incredible like classic Christmas songs like I know that White Christmas actually was not originally from the movie White Christmas it was actually from the movie Holiday Inn and then they put it into White Christmas and people think that's actually what it's from but the music the dancing the dancing is just insane I love old movies and like all of that and the costumes and just it's kind of like that cheesy like just happy storyline like you know it's gonna happen as soon as like you press play but there's just something that's comforting about it so I love it it just makes me happy yeah uh, so Hunter it was one of your honorable mentions then yes so I, I do like the movie but honestly and I guess yeah it does have really good actors in it the music is lovely the scenery in it is also really good as well yeah. I feel like it's a cl- it is a classic Christmas movie for me personally, though, it, if I had my choice amongst others, I'm not going to choose that one. Sure. That's just me. Yeah. I actually, one of my biggest hole, holes in terms of my movie, like the movies I've seen, one of my biggest holes is classics, like anything below before 1960. And so I actually haven't seen this one. So I can't even say why I don't have it. I just flat out haven't seen it. So feel free to ridicule me, but uh, <laughs> I haven't oh seen it. Oh my so. gosh, I'm stressed, David. I'm stressed. <laughs> I do know that, um, I mean, it's a classic. It's been on I, any list that you look up, it'll be on there. So it, it's typically somewhere in the top five, top 10 range. So it's always, always around. So I just somehow I managed to not see it. So 
So I think that we're on to my number three, which I don't think any, either one of you will have. So I'm probably going to be out on an island here ranting about The Nightmare Before Christmas. I count that as a Halloween movie, okay, personally. That, I think that's totally so, fair. go for it. <laughs> I think it's totally fair. And, I, and I, my first thought was, well, that might be, is that Christmas or is it Halloween? But like, to me, the spirit of the movie is the spirit of Christmas. It and can work as well. It does combine, to, it is, it is, you know, it combines both, obviously. I love Danny Elfman in the music in this movie. The movie itself is like solid. Like, it's not bad at all. It's like maybe a seven out of 10. But the music is so good to me that it's like, just bumps it up naturally. But this one, I don't know. I, I found it, and it, which is funny because it came out in 93. I didn't watch it for the first time until I was probably like 15 or 16, which would have been like in the 2000s. So did not watch it when it first came out, probably because it was like spooky looking and my parents were like, that's probably scary. You probably shouldn't watch it. I don't know. But I love the music. Like I said before, really random like tangent off of the music. I have honest to God only heard like two or three of her songs and I don't really care for them. But Billie Eilish does a cover of Sally's song, which is probably the best song in the movie. That is gorgeous. She just she just sings it like she doesn't do anything like of her, like her weird stuff. She just sings the song and it's really good. Beyond that, it, it's really unique in the perspective that like it's someone learning about Christmas, and typically that's shown as, as like a Scrooge character. But Jack, the main character, is not at all like Scrooge. He's like a nice guy. He's like the, one of the nicest guys in the Halloween Town area. So it's like that foreign um it's very unique in terms of the, the uh, foreigner basically to the idea of like the tenets of christmas which is an aspect of the like getting into the spirit of christmas in terms of a theme of the movie of the movies is something that i think all of the movies that we've mentioned so far have at least some aspect of and i and i enjoy that uh and this one having that unique bent of like the halloween people learning about it and learning to like kind of embrace it by the end is, is it's entertaining to me and again the music is so good <laughs> yeah um, i like i like like the isn't it claymation yeah it is as, as yeah which too. i i think it adds like an element kind of like that goes off of like rudolph and yeah for sure uh the other i don't know why i always like, forget the name there's like a bunch of them one of them is like yeah what was that Oh, I say like the frosty movies and all frosty. Of yeah, one of them yeah. is like one of them is Santa like, Claus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like it makes you think of Christmas. So. But yeah. they did it on purpose, which is really interesting because yeah. it's not like they're like, oh, this is the only technology we have. It was right yeah. purposeful, which is interesting too. And I might get this wrong, but it's based off of a poem, and I don't remember if it was. It was based off of a poem that I want to say was written by Tim Burton, which is funny because he didn't direct the movie. Like everyone attributes this movie to Tim Burton um, because it's his like brainchild basically. And he's way more famous than the person that directed it, but uh, it wasn't, he didn't direct it. So Tim Burton wrote this poem that inspired the movie, but he didn't direct the movie. So everyone's like, Oh, it's a Tim Burton movie. And even like the, the like cover art, I think has like Tim Burton, like, somewhere on it to like show you that it's from him because they're marketing it as a Tim Burton thing because his style is so unique that it does have a little bit of a niche market but yeah it's it is really unique and that's why I kind of assumed that I might be alone on that but if it the, the people that love it like absolutely love it and uh I'm I'm, I'm one of them I guess <laughs> so uh that's my number three and then we'll go on to number two so Hunter your number two is next my number two is Elf Okay, there nice. we go. There we go. So it's uh, 
<laughs> so it's my five, Sarah's four, Hunter's two. So it's the only one that we know of so far <laughs> that we all three have. Hunter, why do you love Elf? I never failed to not laugh at Elf. Like, and I audibly laugh out loud every time. So it's not like you're like, <laughs> like chuckling along to it. I always laugh out loud <laughs> to it. And I don't know if it's the how bizarre and crazy it is like just like a grown man will curl in tights maybe I don't know um oh yeah that's part of it for sure yeah but I I think the storyline is a really cute concept honestly um maybe you disagree David no Um, no I don't others but I like the storyline of it and to watch the character development of his dad is I really like that it's like a backdoor Scrooge story like they don't tell you but like He's like, oh, he's kind of like Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, surprise, Scrooge story. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, it's a very quotable movie, too. Oh, super um, quotable. Like, oh, yeah. Extremely quotable. So I think they did a really great job with it. Um, and I don't I don't think there's really any pitfalls of the movie for me personally. So Sarah, what about you? You had it a little bit higher than me as well. Yeah, so a lot of the same points, like Elf is just one of those quotable movies. So like growing up, we would watch this, you know, every single Christmas. And so now it's just like, when we think of Christmas, we're like, I'm in a group text with my family. Like anytime it's Christmas, 90% of it is just memes of Elf. And it's just hysterically funny because it's just almost so uncomfortable that it makes you laugh like you know when he's buying the present for his dad for someone special <laughs> <laughs> or like you know I'm in a store and I'm singing it's just so good yeah or just like your five-year-old humor where he like is burping at the table for a solid like 20 seconds yeah <laughs> that part like without fail makes me laugh for like a minute straight I can't help myself I don't know it just I don't think I've ever watched it and not like actually genuinely laughed out loud. Not like, oh, that's kind of funny. I see mm-hmm. what they're doing there, but like, I'm actually laughing. <laughs> yeah. I think. Literally. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the scene where they're in the bathroom, like duetting, and <laughs> she doesn't know it. <laughs> he like closes his eyes and runs into the door. And then also when he gets attacked by the raccoon, I oh yeah every single time. Just my those are my big scenes that I yeah. crack. So many also, of those. That's a that's a good um Christmas album. Oh, it is. Yeah, like, for sure. It's solid and like Zoe Deschanel also underrated in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like yep. super super good. We haven't talked about like Christmas music that much. I mean, Hunter mentioned the soundtrack of the holiday. And I mentioned the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack, but like that soundtrack, part of it is like a lot of it is Halloween, like feeling. Some of it is not, but some of it is. This is the first one that we talked about so far that has like, I mean, White Christmas is based around somewhat that song, but this yeah. soundtrack, like you mentioned, has several like excellent Christmas songs, including uh, doesn't Zoe Deschanel sing for at least one or two of them? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll- like, very, really good. I can't believe I didn't mention this before, but Home Alone has a fantastic score, and I can't believe I didn't mention that. At I didn't. All. I didn't want you to necessarily because I'm going to mention it in a different way a little bit later. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so uh, <laughs> not, not in a bad way, just like in a different movie. So <laughs> trying to beat her on the bush a little bit. Uh, all all I'll say about Elf at the end here 
is the first time I watched Elf was when it came out in 2003. So I was probably 14. I probably just turned 14 or was still 13. I don't know when it came out in the year, but I would, I would assume around Christmas. So I was probably 14. And Nana Hunter wanted to watch it. She had found it and bought it. And Cassie and I, we, we watched it down in the basement, the three of us. And I can remember Cassie would have been probably nine or she could have been 10, I guess, because it's so either way, she was young enough that she didn't really know Will Ferrell. And I was just old enough to not really know, know Will Ferrell, but to know that this guy's in inappropriate movies. Like he's in movies that I can't watch yet. Right. right? That was my understanding of Will Ferrell. Like he's in movies that either I've snuck to watch or I can't watch. So yeah. like, I was so, <laughs> so I was so, I was so nervous that like, we're going to watch this movie if you full of like, just like balls and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Like inappropriate like innuendos and just like really like dirty jokes so that's what he typically has been known for to this point yeah. and so I remember just being so anxious to watch it and but not wanting to like I couldn't say to her like well we shouldn't watch it because I watched this other movie where he's really inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell her I couldn't tell her why I didn't want to watch it I just had to be like oh, okay grandma <laughs> uh, but I the best memory one of my like favorite memories with Nana is watching that movie she was sobbing laughing I mean just yes. absolutely crying laughing and like to the point where I thought she, was, she might roll off the bed like we were laying in like a bed like with our you know our heads up on the headboard watching the like really more sitting in the bed but still yeah. we were sitting up like watching this movie and just like all sobbing crying laughing um and that was just like a really like that movie will always be nostalgic for me and, and have a high place for, if for only for that memory uh yeah. let alone for its actual merits which it has so i love that yeah it's great okay so that's my number five sarah's number four hunter's number two so sarah what's your number two my number two is national lampoon's christmas vacation it's a great pick it's not on my list oh man it's not on my list okay, I... okay. okay go ahead okay oh my gosh okay <laughs> I can't, like, I can't handle, like, how funny that this movie is. Like, I quote this movie not even during Christmas time. Like, this is <laughs> normal conversation. Like, I I don't know why I find it so funny, but I think it's, I think it's because everyone can relate to this Christmas in some way. Like, because Christmas, one of the things that everyone loves about Christmas is that, you know, you have all your family and as much as you love all of your family and like, especially when it gets like to big extended family, there's always like those things that you're like expecting that are going to drive you insane. And I just feel like this movie like hits on it in such a wonderful and profound and hilarious way. And I just, I can't get enough of it. I watch this movie probably like two to three times every Christmas season. It just makes me laugh so hard. And it's just something that I also just like watch with my dad a lot because we find a lot of the same moments funny. So it's just really, I love it. Yeah, it's definitely a classic. It needs to be on the list. I haven't seen it all the way through. I've seen pieces on TV and whenever it would be on TV, I would be like in the middle of it. And so I've seen really funny parts. I didn't feel like I could put it on my list without having sat and watched it start to finish, which I actually somehow have never done. <laughs> so it is definitely, it's a classic. It's a modern classic, I guess. You know, it came out in 89. So it's not, it's kind of in that middle range, not like the old classics, like Wonderful Life and, and White Christmas, but, um, you know, it's as old as me, probably 
potentially a little bit older depending on when it came out in the year uh but yeah it's not one that i have actually sat down and watched start to finish i just didn't think i can put on my list but it's what i've seen is really funny though okay then that means like this christmas season like we're gonna watch you and Stacey need to watch it with us because <laughs> yeah there we go oh man <laughs> yeah that's that, that needs to be high up on the list okay so that leaves us with oh my number two yeah okay here we go so <laughs> My number two is Home Alone. Which the one? first Home Alone. Okay. Yeah, the first Home Alone. So the first Home Alone, I think, is the better movie. I think part of why I prefer the first one is a little pedantic, <laughs> which is just like, really? They left him behind again? Like, you're telling me that a mother that was That's so... That was, that was so fun. I know, I know. You, you were saying all of that and I was just like letting you go and not saying anything so I could save it for this moment. <laughs> so, because they, they, she, she's great. Um, I can't remember her name right now, but, but the mom is incredible in both movies, honestly. But she's so good in the first one at portraying that like panicked, like freaked out. It's Catherine O'Hara, that's right. Uh, she's like just so desperate, right? She does a great job of portraying that. Uh, how torn up she is over having let this happen even though you could say it's not 100% her fault I mean she's at least one part to blame but then to do it all over again like just so soon it's just like what also the fact that again again like you said the fact that the same dudes are like so you tell me <laughs> these criminals are so caught up in dealing in handling this eight-year-old boy or however old he is and versus just like going and doing a simple crime to make money and then they're like so worried about revenge. Uh, like I don't know. It's just like at some point I'm like, I don't. It's just a. It starts to be a little like, starts to stand out as a little bit odd. Like this is happening all over again. Now I will say, those are like just challenges that this movie will always face. Um, so it's not. So it isn't like they could really avoid that if they wanted to make a sequel. So given that those are inherent like flaws in a sequel, any sequel of this movie, I think the sequel was very good. Like, it's not a bad movie. But I, I just wanted to pick one of the two of them, and I picked the first one. I think that I do love the story of the the lady, the, the, the bird lady, who is the same actress as the foster mother in Angels in the Outfield. Yes. Uh, which, she's great. But I, I, I love that story, but I think that I, for some reason, prefer the version of it in the first movie, which is the old man who yeah. has, has his estranged son. some reason, part of it, part of what it is, that that to me, for some reason feels more like a christmas thing where like it would be christmas that he would reconnect with his son and like figure out the relationship it, like it, that would happen on a christmas right like it just feels like the kind of thing you see in a christmas movie that oh this long like this broken relationship between a father and a son is is fixed on christmas so part of that's part of why i prefer that one i think that the things that happen and this is like real like real nitpicky but like just the literal things that that Kevin does to Harry and Marv are funnier in the first one. Like, just like my, just that's totally subjective. <laughs> like, but I just, it's so funny in the first one. The, like, them jumping and freaking out when he plays the audio recorder of the movie, like, of them shooting guns and him doing the firecrackers and they're like freaking out at the back door, like dashing away, like falling down into the basement and the guy that like grabs the handle i mean there's just so many like little moments that i just die laughing at every time and there's some reason just ha having that happen again a second time 
is not quite the same, which is kind of, as I said, it um, is a little bit pedantic. So it's totally fair to just prefer one over the other. I just happen to prefer the first one, but both have incredible music. There's John Williams, who is the GOAT <laughs> composer. Uh, and these, th th these movie soundtracks are why I often hear his music in other movies and think of Christmas. Like the Harry Potter soundtracks for the first, I think you did the first two or three, they often remind me of Christmas because it's the same composer and there's some similar, there's some similar notes, like not like, not like literal notes, but like similar sounds to those movies in this, these two Home Alone movies, which is kind of interesting, but I've rambled enough about these, this, this movie. I, I just picked this one over the other one. They're both definitely worthy. This is the one that I, I lean on mostly. Is it in the first one or the second one where he has all the cutouts and he has them attached to strings? That's the, and he's like pulling his arms and everything. It's the first one. It's the first one. The second one is one where he he has the same thing, but it's with the guy, in the, the, the blow up doll in the shower. Yes. Yeah. So he, he has it in both really, but whether he like has a full on party and that's, that's really funny. Like this kid has these all these like cardboard cutouts rigged to strings that should yeah. not look like a party. And both robbers just buy it. They just say, oh, there's a party. <laughs> yeah. No cars around. It'll just... No cars anywhere. <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So it is It is silly. But last thing about this movie, I will say, apparently, I didn't know this until I watched. I, I Part of why I have such a like firm opinion on this one is that I watched both of them. I think either last year or the year before. If you don't know, the last couple of years have been a little bit like mixed together and jumbled together. Um, in everyone's lives <laughs> but um, the uh, with Joe Pesci who is the shorter of the two guys mm -hmm. uh, he apparently they had to like edit just they had to edit the mess out of him because he was like constantly cussing like just saying the worst things that you couldn't put in the movie yeah, it's a kid's like... movie so he was just like oh we can't do that hmm. can I say something in defense of number two yeah for sure <laughs> so I think so with the pigeon lady I think that there's a very valuable lesson to be learned there for kids who oh, are watching for sure. that like yes the story with the old man and his son is very heartwarming but also the fact that like this kid learns that just because somebody looks weird or is kind of scary doesn't mean that they're like a bad person or that they're not actually a genuinely good person and so that's my uh that's my nod to number two yeah I definitely like that is one of my favorite parts of, the, of that movie um, is just the stuff with the pigeon lady. Um, it, it does feel a little similar to because the, the, because like the guy in the first one also looks very creepy and very scary, and just him shoveling the salt is like so creepy. Yeah. Like they couldn't make him look any more like creepy. But the moment it's, it's so funny because they don't really change his appearance at all. But the moment he sits down in the church, you're like, oh, you just see him differently. And it's, it's it's very it's it's movie magic, you know. <laughs> See, I think the reason why the second one is funny is because of the reason why you like the first one better. And it's because, like, it's seriously, like, she's such a bad mom. She's <laughs> forgot the same child, like, yes. at home, like, multiple times. Yeah. Like, you're the worst. So, yeah. to me, that's funny. It is. And then just the fact, like, you guys kind of pointed out a little bit, but, like, these criminals are so horrible so that like they're they're so stupid <laughs> and it could yeah. be that it's just even it almost like adds another layer of funny in the second one because it's like you're so stupid that you're gonna get duped again by the same <laughs> kid with the same stuff like not even different yeah. ranks 
like some of the same stuff. Like, I don't yeah, know. He, I just think that adds like a layer. I think he uses paint cans both movies. Yeah, and like he <laughs> he makes like yeah no I don't, I don't I don't think so I think he just uses the, the bricks in the second iron. one. The hot iron. The hot me. iron. The bricks are yeah. the bricks are one of the better better pranks because like I think if I remember right he like drops the paint can and they're like oh we learned from that one he like dodges it and he throws a brick yes. at him and like, <laughs> like one ups it. <laughs> It's, it is really funny. I, I will say, to give the second one another piece of credit is, so in the first one, you pretty much just have Kevin messing with the two bandits, right? But in this second one, you also have Tim Curry as like the hotel, like whatever he is. So you have Love him kind of messing with the hotel guy too. And it's a whole different level. Like when he like fully dupes him and gets him the next morning to pull up this massive limo with a, a hot pizza and like just treating Kevin like royalty. It's so yeah. funny and so good. But that um, that is a little bit that I would add in to make that a little bit funnier. And Rob Schneider actually being funny for once is nice. So <laughs> he's he's the villain. <laughs> he's like one of those guys that's always in movies, and I'm like, yeah, he's not funny. Why are you here? He's Adam Taylor's friend and his wife, but but he's good in that. So yeah, they're both really good. I just I've just picked that one over the other one just by a little bit. So the originals. Yeah. All right. So Hunter, your number one is. My number one is the preacher's wife. Nice. I thought we passed on. Oh, maybe I just passed on that and you didn't. Oh, okay. The preacher's wife. Okay, tell me. I don't think I've seen this. Oh, okay. So, number one, it hits home a little bit for me because I was raised in a pastor's home, and so that's the like kind of like the premise of the movie is like some of the things that go on in a pastor's home, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like the struggles of the pastor and all of that um so it kind of hits home a little bit for me there no well that's not number one number one is Whitney Houston she's the best um the music is phenomenal in that one as well um also really great actors like Whitney Houston not that she's a great actor but she's like a big name Denzel Washington they throw Lionel Richie in there which I love yeah he plays the piano at the church um I really like the storyline. It's a really sweet movie. Um, and I feel like it really just kind of brings Christmas as a whole and, um, all of that just, it kind of wraps up in that movie, um, what really matters in life. And you kind of see like the family realize like that their priorities were maybe off a little bit and their frustrations were a little off, but then it just kind of starts to wrap up and hit home at the end and I don't know it's a really really sweet movie and I I have to watch it every year it warms my heart every year and I love the music yeah um Sarah was this one that was like somewhat close for you or if I thought about it being in my top 10 it it probably wouldn't have made it in my top 10 but it is one that like I grew up on and we watch every single Christmas because a lot of the same reasons like I grew up in a minister's home and like just it really does a really good job of describing some of the things that you don't see and like some of the struggles and how like the premise is basically like this pastor that's really struggling with his own faith while trying to encourage his congregation who's needing a lot of of faith and hope during this time of year and I don't know I just I love the storyline it's super great the music isn't again the music is just it's solid and um and I mean if you like gospel music like you're gonna <laughs> like the track of this movie yeah. but then 
it's also actually based on like an older movie called the bishop's wife with Cary grant oh um yeah so it's kind of like a remake but i love me some denzel washington so i mean you can't you can't really go wrong with this movie Bishop's wife is kind of stale in my opinion. Just I'm just gonna throw <laughs> I but see, I love classic old movies. A lot of people think like they're boring, which I can see like some points of that. I would I would say the preacher's wife is better than the original Bishop's wife, just because I mean it's just good. Like I mean that final scene where they're like getting it with their <laughs> <laughs> they're praising their worship song going on i'm like oh i want to go to this church let's go <laughs> i think also like part of the storyline is also that um he has this church that's like kind of failing in a lot of ways and so one of his old friends offers him to build him a church on like kind of like the hoity-toity side of town and he's going to build him like this beautiful cathedral um if he'll sell the lot that his building is on and so he has to choose between like his community or having this like really beautiful, fancy building. And in the end, he realizes kind of like that God has called him to minister to that community. Whew, hits yeah. home every time, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that he chose that and um, watching, I mean, like obviously like God's not sending Denzel Washington to like minister. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, yeah, never say never. Say never. And honestly, that's a really funny part too, is watching like Denzel Washington's struggle of like borderline falling in love with Whitney Houston, but also knowing that like God would disapprove of that because she's married. That um, happens in the movie? Yes. Oh my is. gosh. Have you not seen this movie? This no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Oh my yeah. word. It's, I, it's an ongoing struggle in the movie. That's funny. It's really funny. I, I need to watch it because it's one that I had heard of, but I didn't really know all the details. Like, whereas... Like vacation and white Christmas. I, I had somehow I've heard more about those movies. I mean, Denzel Washington is one of my favorite, he's like top five actor for me. Um yeah. wow. then to have Whitney Houston and Lionel Richie, like that's stacked music wise. Well, I didn't know. I, I I knew that it had Whitney Houston in it and I knew that it had um Denzel. I didn't know that it had Lionel Richie. I did not know that it was directed by Penny Marshall, who um if you don't know who she was, uh she directed Big in A League of Their Own. And Big mm-hmm. is one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. So I saw her name and knew her name. So I'm sure it's at least really well directed if it's not, if you know, if it's not like maybe someone's cup of tea style-wise. Uh, so it, that, that kind of made me interested beyond just like loving Denzel uh, to have someone that, like, this is probably a pretty well-made film. And then you have Whitney Houston and Lana Ritchie. is like, okay, I should just watch this movie. <laughs> you really should. Yeah. It's, it's so good. We can and they like highlight a lot about like marriage issues yeah and just like i don't know it it just does a really good job of like hitting some really hard topics that i think a lot of people are uncomfortable like talking about especially if you're just like a person who's like a christian and those topics are taboo to talk about like um this movie i feel like just does a really good job of of addressing like a lot of different issues but like doing it in a way that's also pretty comical i think it's like a pretty funny movie in my opinion nice so we can we can uh pair their preacher's wife with christmas vacation they seem to go well together (laughs) perfect (laughs) (laughs) we'll watch we'll watch christmas vacation and then repent and then then watch (laughs) (laughs) yes there we go
There we go. As long as we end on the on the on the preacher's wife, we'll be okay. <laughs> All right, Sarah, what's your number one then? My number one is a Charlie Brown Christmas. That was an honorable mention, and it was one of the hardest ones to cut. And I basically just told myself it's a TV movie, so it's not a movie, so you can just cut it. It's definitely a movie. No. It's definitely a movie. No. I just lied to myself so I could cut it. No, David, you're wrong. It is. <laughs> yeah, I am wrong. It is the Christmas movie. So like every Christmas Eve, my family and I will get like Coca-Cola and the like actual Coke bottles, you know, mm. the best way to drink Coke and a little pop popcorn. And every single Christmas Eve night, we open up pajamas and get in our new Christmas jammies and watch that movie with that like snack. And that has been a tradition for ever. Like I cannot tell you a Christmas Eve that I haven't done that. And so that's part of the reason, but the other part is just like, it's a classic. It's like that heartwarming, it's the message of Christmas. Like it's not about all, you know, obviously other than like the Lord Jesus Christ coming down and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, wrapping himself in flesh for, you know, so he can come and die for sin. Anyways. So it's just like the whole Christmas message of, it's not about like all of these fancy things. It's not about these Christmas programs and all this different sort of stuff, but it's about being with the ones you love and like realizing the blessings and the miracles all around you. And I just love that as well as, I mean, Charles Schultz, his, he's just an incredible artist. Like, oh yeah, he, he's just like one of the greatest of all time and the music, the Vince Guaraldi trio i mean that is my favorite christmas album of all time like hands down i i could listen to that one from november through december and never get tired of it because it's just so good so those are the reasons i love it the best yeah i think that there are only two albums that i could listen to beyond like december basically and that's one of them the other one is harry connick jr's first he has oh, two, yeah. I think. His first one for Christmas. He actually has um, like three. Oh, really? Well, I didn't know that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, his first one. His first one is is really really good. Uh, but not as good as this. Uh, this soundtrack is. I have it on vinyl, and like just because yeah. it's that good. Like not. I'm not even like a massive fan of Christmas music, but that one is just so good. That was really honestly the biggest reason why I almost had it on my list was for the music, the story being. Yeah. The story is really great. It's just so short that I. It is a full movie. It definitely is like a movie. It's a TV movie, um, but it just, it's shorter. So I was like, well, the other movies are like an hour and a half or more. Uh, they just feel more like a movie to me. So I, I was trying to find like abstract criteria to make some cuts because it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so, really hard to make those so, lists for sure. Um, but yeah, it definitely needs to be on, on. I'm happy that it was on one of the lists. So I was actually like not sure. So that one's on there. It's good. Okay. So my number one is It's a Wonderful Life. Some reason, Hunter, I thought it was your number one too, and I just missed that you just didn't say that you had a higher. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, we're, we're both have it number one." I have a definitive reason why it's oh. not on my list. Go for it. I okay. Well, I will say I love the storyline of "It's a Wonderful Life." I honestly don't think that you could have a better storyline. Honestly, I really don't. But the movie, in and of itself. There gets to be a point, and I, I, it's about the time where he's contemplating or where he tries to, no, does he actually jump off the bridge? He does, doesn't he? Does he not? I, I don't, can't 
I don't think so. I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> okay, I think he does because I think the angel saves him. saves him. Okay, so about the time that that happens and he's like going through all those like frustrating parts of figuring out like what's going on with his life, it loses me every time. And it's at that moment that I'm like, I need this movie to wrap it up. Like, <laughs> and it's, a long it's a long time before the movie actually wraps up so I mean maybe it's my attention span that's the problem it's not the movie but about that point in time I'm done with the movie um even though it is a fantastic storyline it loses me every time it is probably I haven't double checked all of these movies but the ones off the top of my head that I'm looking at it's like it's this movie is two hours and ten minutes which by like today movie standards isn't crazy long but it's long super long but for a christmas movie they're usually like more like kids movie length which is usually around an hour and a half mm-hmm. um it can be it can be more but not usually not not usually like 210 i think like home alone is like an hour and a half nightmare hour and a half santa claus i think somewhere around an hour and a half i'm not 100 sure but elf's like an hour and a half so a lot of these are or are a lot shorter than 210 so it's definitely a, a fair assessment just the payoff from start to finish, it's just so good. And I have always loved this movie. Um, as I said, I, one of my biggest like holes is classics. But this is one of the few that I've seen. And because of this movie, I've like wanted to go back and watch like just anything James Stewart has done because he just is so good in this movie alone. So, and just the it to me encapsulates uh, uh, not just the family stuff, which is there, but there's more to it with like thematically with christmas and and it feels a little bit more spiritual for lack of a better term than like the rest of my list (laughs) like all the rest of my list is mostly like funny stuff and then the nightmare before christmas which is it has funny moments but it's not really not really about jesus at all so (laughs) but this one like i don't know it just gets me every time and i'm um i I think it's about a fair criticism to have if it's just it just gets a little bit long but um, it's worth the ride, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was my number five because I couldn't take it off the top five because I actually have like the same issue as Hunter. Like I, it just at that point, I'm like, okay, like let's start kind of wrapping up the storyline here, people. But I don't know. I just, I love it because one, I love the time frame that it's in. I love that period of time and just that the genre of movie within itself because I'm a sucker for classic movies but also I mean Jimmy Stewart he's like one of the greatest actors of all time and he's just really cool in general and I don't know I just love how you start out with this extremely like hopeful you know bright-eyed teenager and by the end of the movie you have like this wise you know guy that is now like understanding what life is truly all about and it's not just about like filling all these things I don't know it's it's like when I think of the Christmas message other than the obvious you know story of Jesus yeah like that's that's the other like Christmas message message that I think of is it's a wonderful life yeah like it's (laughs) like if I could describe Christmas yeah like if I could describe like what does Christmas mean to you and like other than that it would be it's wonderful life so i mean top five for sure i loved it random trivia neither one of you know what james stewart's last movie was oh no 
It's a super underrated. No. It's a super underrated animated movie that I actually love. It's a sequel that I think is better than the original. It came out in 1991. It is an American tale, Five Will Goes West. Seriously? I didn't yeah. know he was in that. That's oh. awesome. He's the dog, and it's so good. And he's good, but it's very good, too. <laughs> I was just, like, looking at other movies that he's done, um, like, just, you know, him in general on his IMDb page and saw that was his last movie. It's like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> So, yeah, he's the very 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 much a, a christmas connection you know but <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are our five, top five lists and um we had a lot of movies listed there which is pretty cool so we only had i mean i guess you could kind of say that hunter and i both had home alone they're so similar that it's like you know but outside of that we only had it's a wonderful life and elf as the commonalities so a lot of different movies which is really cool and i, I think it does show you that when you talk about movies that are like about Christmas or that kind of thing, sometimes see people think of the cheesy uh, Hallmark movies and stuff like that. And that's it's fair to an extent, but there are a lot of really great movies that are that fit that category. And we did talk about, I did say like that if, if either one of you wanted to include a movie like Die Hard, <laughs> that's technically on Christmas, but not really in the spirit of Christmas. Um, I didn't want to do that just because it, I don't know, it is an amazing movie, but like, I just wanted to give more room to share love for like movies that I thought thematically lined up with Christmas. But any other honorable mentions that you guys had that were not on either list that we haven't mentioned yet? I have a couple. Go for it. All right. So one of them, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this earlier or not. Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen. I love that movie. Yeah, you hadn't <laughs> mentioned it yet, but yeah, that one's funny. Um, yeah, I really like that one. And then, oh, what else? I had Charlie Brown on there as well. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a classic. Also, I don't, you guys probably have not seen this, um, but Arthur from PBS, there's a, good. there's a Christmas yeah. special that is like it, when I was little, it was like, it was everything. I loved it so yeah, much. I love Arthur. It's great. Yeah. So Arthur's Perfect Christmas was a really, really big one for me. Um, I thought about also, um, I, the movie um, while you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah. Um, I really like that movie, but I felt like it was kind of along the same lines of Die Hard, where it's like, it's yes, much, it's, it is very much like Die Hard, you know. Yeah, Christmas happens and all that, but it, yeah, right. But um, <laughs> it's like an actual Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. Know? And so it's a lot more like Christmas than Die Hard is, to be fair. But I wouldn't have really thought twice about it if you had included it, honestly. But it is not really about Christmas. It's true. Even though, like, I mean, they're celebrating Christmas the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. also. It, it, that one's like, very good too. But it's kind of like serendipity, or like mm-hmm. you've got mail, where the, like they yeah. kind of like, touch on the holidays, but it's not oh, really yeah. about that. Yeah, my honorable mentions would be Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That was your number yeah. five, wasn't it, Hunter? No, nobody had that. I'm shocked no one had oh. that. Oh, okay. So that was so that was on my um honorable mention because yeah. i love that but my i actually like the <laughs> shocker i like the original classic version better yeah for so yeah. many different reasons one of which like the villain in the remake from the 90s like as a child scared me to death and i also <laughs> can't watch the actress uh, mara i forget what her name is but that matilda 
because oh, she's yeah. she's one of those people she will always be Matilda to me and I hated Matilda as a kid so like I just couldn't watch that movie and like be happy about Christmas at all yeah. but the original I love I love 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 and then yeah. the other two that weren't mentioned because the Santa Claus the first one was on my a top 10 yeah and then I love Holiday Inn just because Again, I love classic old Christmas movies for all the reasons I talked about. And then the other one was I love The Christmas Carol, the um, animated version that Jim Carrey is the actor for. I really love that movie like a lot because I think it does a really good job of portraying The Christmas Carol, but in an animated way that's not cheesy at all. Like it's it's kind of scary at some points and like, it, it hits home. Like I cry at that cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. I'm glad you said that one for last. Cause that's not that one specifically, but it, the one that hurt the most, it felt really like a travesty as an English teacher to not have the Charles Dickens classic in some form <laughs> on my list. Um, I was going between actually the one movie that I rewatched for the, for the podcast that I didn't put on my list and not that it was bad. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I was having a hard time picking between different versions of A Christmas Carol. My favorite is the one that has George C. Scott in it. He's like, a, just like if you just saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's Scrooge. He's really good and it's a well-made one. And it's just a live action one. It's just a, a, like a very traditional, uh, trying to be like a normal, traditional movie. But I also love The Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and that's one yes. that I, re- I rewatched that one. A couple of the songs make it feel a little bit longer than it needs to be. Um, and they're not like I'm used to Muppet songs just like all being so good and they're, they're all mostly pretty good and there's a couple of them I was like oh, this is okay <laughs> but um, I do really enjoy that and I love that story just that story in general I'm glad that somebody else mentioned it but it really I haven't seen a version of it that, that I was like oh that was bad I just always enjoy that story so um, beyond Me that too. beyond that obviously Charlie Brown like that sh- that needs to be on someone's list for sure it's a great one and then the last one I love, my, I think my favorite of the really short, other than the Tyler Brown one, I guess, but of like the short, not always claymation, but like short TV movie type that you see on on like ABC Maybe. Family and that kind of stuff. I, my favorite of them is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, yes, I love that. But I also really like the, re, the like not, not remake, it's like a whole new version that came out a few years ago with uh, Benedict yes. Cumberbatch. This is just called The Grinch and it's Illumination. And I yes. saw the trailers and I was like, this looks horrible. It's going to be so bad. Um, and, and then I watched it, like I showed it to my class one year as, a, as like the last day party before Christmas. And I was like, this is really good. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah. cried at that movie. Like yeah. they hit on some, some serious stuff yeah. in a way that's like, oh my goodness. And then they'll have you laughing and then bring you back in. For sure. It's, it's super good. Yeah, it's very, very good. And I was very su- surprised just because I don't know, like that stereotype of like, hey, we're going to remake this old classic and ruin it for you. Like it just it happens. <laughs> that happens so often. And I'm just like, oh, it's probably going to be And the trailer. didn't look that good, to be honest, but you can't get like into the themes and that kind of stuff in a, in a trailer. So you can't always tell how deep they're going to go with it. Like the trailer just shows you like the funny moments and those don't always, those aren't always important. <laughs> when you're watching a Christmas movie where you want to see something a little bit more than just like good jokes, even though a lot of our movies we picked are really funny. They also have like a deeper um, message to them beyond just like, Hey, laugh for an hour and a half. So that was all I had for my, my honorable mentions. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. So 
this was a lot of fun and we had a lot of good movies mentioned so yeah, thank well, you both for joining me thank you thanks oh. for having me yeah so <laughs> sarah will be back on probably uh, it might be a few months from now because we're between you and <laughs> between you and stacy we're having a couple of kids coming so um but we we, we are going to continue doing disney movies um with the more modern era and i'm sure hunter will be back sure he did a disney movie so you can't do any more disney movies for a little while sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah had a good time so thank you again for joining me and the listener let me know what your top five is this is the one that's like so wide open to me um a lot of these lists is like there's usually a couple that are pretty much a lock right like if you're making the Disney movie of the 80s and 90s list, you're going to have Lion King probably and Aladdin probably, you know, that, that kind of thing. This one's pretty wide open. Like we had a lot of variation here. So um, let me know on the Instagram page or if you, obviously you can text me, of course, what your top five for just movies that are Christmas themed or take place at Christmas, whatever you, however you interpret that, let me know. The Instagram page is at shady underscore buffalo underscore podcast. And with that, we will talk to you guys next week. did it everyone <laughs> <laughs>